You are a part of the lucky 10,000 with your host, Evan. A stubborn guy, but brilliant, highly intelligent, eccentric, quite true. But the image of his being some kind of a dumbbell is, is absolutely wrong. Hey guys, this is Evan, and welcome to the Lucky 10,000, the podcast that gets you luckier than podcasting with someone you normally podcast to see if you can podcast a little bit differently. Podcast. And we your, would. That's your opening? <laughs> For this one, yeah. Okay, okay. And I would like to thank Stitcher and Podbean for hosting us. Also, the Tangent Bound Network for having us on. Um, at this point, the point we're recording, I would usually say check out uh, our podcast, The Bearded Ones Comedy Podcast, and Teddy and the Baseman on our network, thebeardedpodsnetwork.com. Hopefully, by the time you're hearing this episode, it will be functioning properly. But uh, we've run into a couple of snags with it, so it's down for right now. But Rest assured, you can still look up the Bearded Ones Comedy Podcast and Teddy and the Baseman that are also on our network through Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, all that great stuff. If you want to email us, lucky10,000 at Gmail, our Twitter at lucky underscore 10K, and our Facebook group page, The Lucky 10,000. Now, as you probably know, if you listen to this podcast, this season has been a little different. And so every episode of this season has been a different co-host. However... What I thought would be really interesting and cool to do is my other podcast, The Bearded Ones Comedy Podcast, I do with my good friend Jason Underwood. Now, we strictly try to be, try to be funny on that podcast. We hardly ever talk about anything and not try to have some sort of comedic spin on it. I thought it would be a really cool idea to bring Jason in to the world of the Lucky 10,000 where we are going to talk to each other like real people do, as opposed to two jackasses that are trying to get a <laughs> chuckle. And Jason, welcome to hey. the Lucky 10,000. Thank you, good friend. And, and initially, we thought we were going to talk about Bigfoot, because the joke is we talk about Bigfoot a lot comedically on the Bearded Ones, but why don't we take the subject of Bigfoot seriously? And I don't know if you ran into this, because you were kind of the person that changed the subject. Yeah. yeah. It's really hard to find... Because like, the po the episodes we've done so far of the Lucky Ten Thousand are very you know say Amelia Earhart it, mm -hmm. there's a there's a chain of events there are, there's news about it there's a lot of research you've got a start point and an end point you know when she was born when she became a pilot when she disappeared with Bigfoot right. but it's all over the place. who knows when it started how yeah. seriously it's taken obviously most of the things that you Google for Bigfoot. Are just ridiculous people in the woods with a duck call, thinking they're going to find a squatch. Right, right. So coming across, and it like it goes across different continents. Yeah, it's not just North America. Yeah, I mean, any so, place where there's a, the woods, there's right. a story about a Bigfoot. So but it's I like, tell you, it's too much to bite off. Right, too much. And, and but I tell you what, I like it. about the way you've approached this okay. is is when I approached people I wanted to do this with and asked them what their unsolved mysteries would be. A lot of it's unsolved murders, things like that. And believe me, those things are fascinating. I can't wait to get to those things. There's plenty of podcasts about all that stuff. What I yeah. like about that fact, you're, I wanted to do all different kinds. And you were more of a... Because I didn't want to do Loch Ness or ghosts. 
Again, Loch Ness, Area 51. Loch Ness is too, too uh, confined. It's just one little lake and everyone right. scoured it. But also, like, the gather? reason that Bigfoot appealed to me was that I still believe there might be a Bigfoot out there. Maybe. I think science has been able to debunk very effectively Loch Ness, the Bermuda Triangle, all yeah. that stuff. So I really wanted to do something that was more of a bigger unsolved mystery. Mm-hmm. And just today, you proposed, before we started recording this... Unexplained phenomena, things that fall from the sky, weird things that rain down from the heavens. Mm -hmm. And immediately I went, that's perfect because it's easy to research. There's, there's verifiable facts. Some of these things have been solved, but also it's not Jack the Ripper. It's something bigger. Yeah. Yeah. So what interests you about this type of thing? What, what captures your imagination about it before we get into it? Well, I mean, just, I mean, you know, right now, the only thing that falls from the sky normally is water, you know, forms of water. And that's like, and when you think about it, even that's kind of weird. Yeah. You know, it's like, I mean, uh, well, imagine what cavemen must have thought. Yeah. When when they didn't understand the the water cycle, they just, I mean, they attributed everything to gods, I guess, you know. And um, and there is something about the mystery of the world that is still enchanting. I saw this great documentary a uh, couple like a year ago about these chimps in in the Amazon, and they they studied them and they followed them, but they also found them almost celebrating and worshiping this waterfall really? that's in their general area. Cool. One of the most powerful moments I've ever seen. They show one of the chimps, like literally leaning on his back with his hands behind his head, just staring at the waterfall. And you can see the gears in his head turning, mm-hmm. kind of going, what is this? Where did this come from? Yeah. And that's fascinating to me. It Stuff like that captures everyone's imagination. And even the ones that we find here that may have some sort of explanation, it's still awesome to think you could just be living in a, a village and all of a sudden it rains blood. <laughs> right. And to us, we have the ability to kind of like, okay, this is probably from yes. something, you know, but to, yeah, uh, what if chimps, it's like, yeah, it just starts raining blood on them. That's going to affect their whole, like, <laughs> you know, from then on out, they're going to be like, oh, this is where blood is. Yeah. You know, this is the death area. And then they're going to have death matches and stuff. And yeah. Who knows what it's going to affect their whole thing because they just attribute it to this larger thing. But I mean. And even things that we sort of know why they happen, like the Aurora Borealis, is still awe-inspiring to see. It's literally magic, essentially. I mean, I know it's not literally because we know what's going on. Right, but still, you you can see it. Someone can tell you how the ice cream is made, Mm -hmm. but you still look at it and go, this is amazing. This is something that's just blowing my mind. Yeah, it's one of those things where... You okay? You know it's explained. We know what it is, but yes. the fact that it exists—it's like a rainbow. It's like yes. Why does this? You know, I mean, it's awe-inspiring. It's awe-inspiring. Yeah, yeah. Every yeah. time I see a rainbow, still mm-hmm. at forty-one years old, I have to stop for a second. Me too. I keep it's... trying to take a picture of it. My phone, you know, my phone never really captures it. No, unfortunately, you know. I'm sorry. Because that's what everyone says. You can experience a rainbow, but you can't share it. So this is the problem. Right now, what are you talking about? we're making this weird eye contact, and I feel like we both want to go into a bit or a, or an improvised scene about someone being awe-inspired by so rainbows sorry. or trying so to take it. No, I, I, I knew this was going to happen because mm-hmm. we, that's Can't what we're Can't I bring a little bit doing. of my flavor? Like, each, each host, each co-host is going to bring their own personality to each episode. It's not just the topics that are different, it's the overall vibe, man. 
Uh, that was kind of the point. Is can we have a different vibe that we do on the bearded ones? And apparently the answer is no. Oh, different vibe between <laughs> us. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking, you know, from all the other ones that you're going to have. Oh, with well, Emily. but everyone, like you said, everyone carries their own vibe with them. But yeah. I think the listeners just want to hear the real Jason Underwood. Yeah, shit. They've been, they've, been re- they've been hearing it, man. They've been hearing it on the other show. Anyway, so what I have is an article from Live Science about the weirdest things that fell from the sky. And you have some stuff of your own. Yeah. So why don't yeah. we just sort of take it one thing at a time, and I'll start with the first thing on my list, and then we'll jump to you, and you find something on on uh, your list if it's if it's not what I uh, what I mentioned. Great. The first thing I have on this life science article, and we'll link it in the episode description, is uh, frozen iguanas, Ooh. which I thought was really interesting. Uh, while residents of Tallahassee, Florida, braced for their first measurable snowfall in 28 years this January, other Floridians braced for a hailstorm of frozen iguanas. The cold-blooded lizards are an invasive species in Florida where they like to make their homes in suburban tree branches. When the temperature goes down, iguanas literally shut down. They can no longer hold on to the trees. The paralyzed iguanas tumble out of the trees and remain stock still but not dead until temperatures warm, allowing them to revive and scurry off again. Imagine you're the person that sees that for the first time. You're just walking down your driveway in Florida and lizards are falling everywhere. Oh, yeah, you think, like, oh, there's, like, a toxic gas coming. Or the end times have begun. Right, because, I mean, I mean that's super biblical right there. Absolutely. The story of frogs falling Absolutely. from the sky and, 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 and all these different plagues from yeah. back in the day. So, uh, yeah, it's like, oh, Florida's the first to experience right. the end times. But this one As makes a little bit of As sense. All these iguanas are up in the trees. The weather gets cold. Yeah. And yeah, these iguanas are so sissy. It's like any little cold snap, and they're just like apparently, yeah. Apparently, lizards don't handle cold weather very well. Of course, they are cold blooded, which makes sense. Yeah, this is me making fun of uh, something they can't control. <laughs> a follows B. Yeah, why don't you laugh at someone in a wheelchair, Jason? <laughs> This this isn't me laughing at this. This is me laughing at how inappropriate I was. Anyway, but that one to me, it's cool, but it also makes a lot of sense. Right. Yeah. And that's, there's two kinds of these. Yes. I mean, like, yeah, it's mis- it's, odd, it's odd things that fall yes. from the sky and unexplained things yes. that fall from the sky. And this would definitely qualify under odd, but when you think about it, you go, mm, okay, what do you got? Well, along the same lines as, where is it? Along the same lines as odd things that are explained falling uh-huh. from the sky. I just really enjoyed this story. It is, okay, 1997, a okay. Japanese fishing trawler was rescued by a Russian patrol. And this okay. is from a list verse, one of, okay. the, one of theirs. Uh, was rescued by a Russian patrol boat in the Sea of Japan. When the castaways were asked how their boat came to be in distress, they replied, a cow fell on them from the sky and sank us. Well, of course, not believing their story, the fishermen were immediately arrested, which I love. I love is like, yeah, what's, you liars. What's the arrest? You're going to jail. Right. I guess it's like, oh, you wrecked your own boat? Like, you destroyed the property, I guess? Why, those uh, Japanese, they don't fuck around. No, no. They put children in jail for telling a fib? Right, right. So they went to jail. Two weeks later, however, an embarrassed member of the Russian Air Force informed Japanese authorities that one of its crew members had indeed stolen a cow for its <laughs> beef and took it aboard his plane. Cows being cows, however, don't like enclosed spaces, no. Evan. They also don't like being stolen to be eaten. Right, yeah. So this is a very... There's a movie about this cow right here. Um, And definitely don't like flying. So in order to save the aircraft uh, and themselves, 
the airman threw the poor cow out the window. <laughs> And at 30,000 feet, it just came flying over the Sea of Japan. Unfortunately, the postscript to this story is that the boating people had already been put to death. Right, yeah. <laughs> you have lied. <laughs> yeah. Not only jail. What if death. it was specifically cows? Like, not that they lied, just that there's some obscure Japanese law that if you lie, you can't lie about a cow falling from the sky. Right. That's the We're only- fine with every other lie, yeah. every, every treacherous thing you could do, but... If you talk about cows falling from the sky, you're going to cause mass panic. Well, we got to put you in jail. It would make more sense if that was maybe in India, where they really True. revere cows. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah. But that, that's just funny. That's great. It's I a love great that. example of just a funny, funny story mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. at the time, must have blown those guys' fucking minds. This is the second story I've heard about cows, actually. Well, a your- couple was driving in a minivan in Texas, I think, maybe, and a cow fell on the hood of their car. Almost killed them. Yeah, it's so close. But apparently the cow had just fallen off of a cliff <laughs> above them. <laughs> but still, you're driving around, having a nice day. Yeah. My girlfriend's at my side. Get your, <laughs> yeah, get your arm over her shoulder. Yeah. Oh. So, but again, that makes either the cow was suicidal or just stupid. Well, cows are dumb. Cows are not the smartest animals. They don't know. You're not going to see a cow in awe of a waterfall. Right. You know, they don't know what's up. <laughs> okay, my next one is one of the more commonly heard examples of this. Is just It's fish. Right. It happens a decent amount, actually. In Mexico, fish fall from the sky so often, there's a name for it. Luvia de Pesis. Literally, rain of fish. In fact, coastal cities around the world, from California to England to India, India have all seen their own versions of the fishy phenomenon. So what's going on? Poseidon's wrath aside, one possible explanation, though there are several theories, is that these fish falls stem from weather events called water spouts, basically a tornado that touches down on water. Sometimes in the whirling winds suck up water from lakes or oceans, they lift up schools of unsuspecting fish with them, the winds carry the critters inland, then ultimately drop them on land with whatever water remains. But that... Makes sense, but that's also not a definite right. explanation. This is just a theory, because yeah. I don't think anyone's ever actually seen the process of the water spout actually lifting up the fish, especially if you're just hanging out, there's no storms around, and then all of a sudden fish are just falling from the sky, which I guess to a certain extent makes sense because the wind dies out and it can't carry them anymore. And So yeah, there would, if there was the storm still, there would, right. the fish would still be suspended. Right, they'd still be... Yeah. They, and I assume they have to be small. You're not getting fucking catfish falling from the sky. Well, it's funny you brought that up, Evan. Ooh. Because uh, 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 1901... Oh, boy. Let me set the stage. 1901 in Tiller's Ferry, South Carolina... Ooh. We yeah. live in South Carolina. <laughs> Ooh. And, uh... I don't know where Teller's Ferry is. I don't either. I don't either. Let's see. Maybe it's, uh... Maybe you look it up. I'm Teller, and at night I get visited by a tiny lady with wings. Oh, I'm gonna name a place after me <laughs> and my experiences. So, uh, in 1901, the most unbelievable thing happened in Teller's Ferry. And in 1903, the post office closed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just read. This is, this is uh, onlyinyourstate.com. Yeah. About South Carolina. Uh, what happened is, oh, it's in Kershaw County. Okay. I have, I've I, heard of Kershaw County, I've actually. Never heard of it's that. not that far from here. Okay, good. That's even better, even better. So Thursday afternoon, June 27th, 1901, the most gargantuan storm blew into Tiller's Ferry, uh, and then it happened. It started raining fish from the sky, and not just a few, but there's a, a bunch, and some of them were catfish. Wow. And some of them were 
Or other kinds of catfish fish. get fucking huge. Well, I guess little catfish. True, I had a catfish in an aquarium, mm-hmm. but still. But yeah, like so, it happened. Not even it's not even like these crazy, uh, crazy places of the world. It happens right here. That's and, nuts. And there's talk about the same thing, like a water spout. Again, though, that's just a theory. There right. could be something else doing. But what else could it be? Technically, that makes it an unsolved mystery. Because yeah. we don't know for sure. Do you have any cool music you're going to play every, like, occasionally through each of the episodes when we say something, like, important? Like, I hadn't boo, planned boo, on it because boo. that takes a lot of work, but maybe I could. Can I give you one real quick and maybe sure. you can use it in other episodes? Sure. Okay. Boo, 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 boo. And go. I did it. Oh, that was it? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll maybe yeah, include you that. A, you do what you want. <laughs> this is your show. This is not our show. This one's yours. This one's all yours. Well, if we're talking about biblical stuff recently, um, frogs. Frogs are another thing that's actually reasonably common. Water spouts may be also to blame for straight-up biblical phenomenon of frog rain. Tiny toads have been recorded dropping from the sky at least since 1873 when an article in Scientific American reported a shower of frogs which darkened the air and covered the ground for a long distance followed a rainstorm in Kansas City, Missouri. The precise cause of the 1873 frog rain is unknown, but scientists generally apply this logic to frog falls. If a strong wind could overturn a car or rip a tree from the ground, it could certainly carry a frog far from its swampy home. That's a good point. That makes perfect sense. And also it reminds me of uh, a National Geographic special I saw where they sort of scientifically explained the biblical plagues of Egypt. Right. Which I thought was very interesting. And actually, if you don't get here, I might, ties into something we might talk about later with all stems from red algae. Yeah, I heard about a scientific, and you, it's probably what you were going to say, where it's all kind of connected. Yeah, because yeah. The, the algae basically starts the whole process. So yeah. the algae infect the Nile. Which fish, they think is red blood. Like right. Blood it looks with... like blood, but it's red algae. Yeah. It's too thick for the fish to breathe it in, so the fish die. Frogs get out of the water because they can't breathe in it, so they need somewhere to go, but they've got nowhere to go, so they die. Without frogs around, the insect population goes bananas. It just goes insane, bringing with it sickness because of mosquitoes and boils yes. and all those types of things. And mm-hmm. then children die because they just aren't strong enough to withstand the disease. Yeah, I've heard that too. And it's it's fascinating how, yeah, it all kind of just connects It makes together. so much sense. Yeah. Much more sense than the guy up in the sky is mad at us, so I'm right, kill your kids. <laughs> just <laughs> doesn't make a ton of sense. It's a hand motion you're making too, just a little sprinkling, like, <laughs> like hey, yeah, it's like the salt thing the guy does. Yeah, salt bay. You're just like dead kid bay. Yeah, but w- what you got next? <clears throat> um, well, uh, something I wanted to. Well, speaking of that, 2008, yeah. and all of these, I want to point out real quick. Uh huh. I think the 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 date where we can where we can uh you know add the make the divide is when cargo flights started being, yes started being popular. i think it has a lot to do with it yeah so those began in 1911 mm-hmm. so everything after 1911 you can just go all right it's probably a cargo a plane, plane. Yeah. yeah even uh uh i was listening to uh, a youtube show about this and they were talking about a little boy that was playing in his yard and a puppy fell out of the sky lived hey, look, that's a great day and they kept the puppy it's a great day for everyone because there was a predatory bird flying over his house so the bird probably dropped the puppy yeah good gosh. which is great for everybody mm-hmm. puppy doesn't get killed he gets a home okay it's great for everybody but the bird and whoever owned the puppy first 
True. They think their puppy died. They think their puppy died a horrible death. Yeah, they're being ripped apart by a bird. (laughs) There's two kids coming to school that Monday, one with a horrible story, (laughs) one with a great story. Oh, you you lost your puppy? That's so weird. I had one fall from the sky. You know, (laughs) I mean, according to the story, the grandma was like, well, when God gives you a puppy, you take it. But if that's true, then. God must have hated that first kid. Right. Not right. only are you going to see your puppy get scooped up by a bird and imagine its awful, disemboweled death. Yeah. Now this other kid gets to keep it because they think God gave it to him. Yeah. When a when God gives you a puppy, you take it. When God takes your puppy away, you take that too. <laughs> you take it. You take it. God damn it! <laughs> this is how you learn about life. So all the ones that we're talking about, you know, they're interesting. Yes. But if it's after 1911, it's like, okay, there's probably... Probably, yes. But this one I just want to bring up because it is oddball. It's okay. It's 2008, residents of the small town of La Sierra, Cocho, Colombia. Choco, not Cocho. It, whatever. Uh, Colombia, blood actually rained down I ha- on I've heard about this one. I, 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 I definitely wanted to get this one. What do you got about it? Bum, 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 bum. Uh-huh. Let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> when a bacteria bacteriological... Oh, hold on. When a bacteriologist from another town tested a sampling of the substance, it was indeed verified as blood. For his part, Johnny Milton Cordoba, the parish priest of the town, claimed that this was a sign from God that people need to change their evil ways. And it was, ne- and that one's never been explained. That one, yeah, that wasn't explained. I mean, otherwise, if it is like from a plane, that's like a very elaborate. Pr- I mean, who keeps blood in like a tanker <laughs> up there? You know, it's like little baggies. You know, you got to slice and pour, slice and pour. Do so you like, think it was a gag? I, I hope so. I hope it was a college gag. Hey, Jerry. Yeah. You know what would be funny? You know, we're transporting this plane full of blood that's going to save millions of people's lives. Driving over a town. Let's yeah. fuck with some people. <laughs> you know how uh, Clemson, uh, Carolina have a rivalry? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's in Columbia, South Carolina. I'm hoping to some, even though I went to Clemson, there's some yeah. dummies there. And they go, hey, let's put some blood. And they go to the wrong Columbia. Yeah, you know? that would be hilarious. I'm reminded of the time when Russia attacked Georgia. Okay. The country of Georgia. Yeah. That uh, I heard from someone who worked. I can't remember where they worked, but they got a lot of redneck calls. Of people going, I got my guns. I'm going down to Georgia. God damn it, Red Dawn! Tell me where. <laughs> Just like Red not, Dawn. not, not the state. Georgia. I'm Chris Helmsworth. <laughs> don't, don't, please, don't go to the state of Georgia brandishing your gun. Yeah. But this is, yeah, that's that to me is the one because I'm pretty skeptical about anything supernatural. I stopped believing in that kind of thing a long time ago. So I believe that everything has a logical explanation. So I believe this has to have a logical explanation. Maybe it fell off a cliff. Maybe it maybe this like blood cow. decided to commit suicide. Yeah, blood's dumb, y'all. But you're right. I mean, outside of I'll just I'm sure you, you got to come up with this instance when a large quantity of blood is being uh taken at one time. Like yeah. what what because if it was something like that, you would also expect, because no one's just going to drop a bunch of blood. Even if they did, you'd expect baggies or something to fall with it. Yeah. The only other thing I could think of is maybe something was transporting a large amount of blood and it exploded or something. But then you'd have to have something else. It'd be a plane. Bodies, pieces of a plane. Yeah. Something. Un- unless it's like... Um, like a medical plane or a medical, right. like some sort of where it's 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 
holding like medical waste or medical but i mean it's not gonna be pure blood it's gonna be all kinds of no right exactly now i found this in the uh, science live article that i thought answered that one because i'd heard about that one but uh i don't think this is the same thing at all this goes back to what i was talking about with the nile this is called blood rain sometimes microorganisms microorganisms are easier to blame for weird weather phenomena case in point Residents of several villages in northwest Spain received an unpleasant surprise in 2014 when they noticed that the water in their fountains had turned a gory shade of red. The tent wasn't left behind by a guilty murderer's bloody hands, but rather a microscopic algae that arrived in a recent rainfall. Studies confirmed that the blood rain was teeming with freshwater algae, not even going to try and pronounce that, which produce a red pigment when they're stressed. So, that is one form of it, but... Your article says they actually yeah. took samples and they're like, no, this is blood. This is blood. Yeah. Now, human blood versus an animal's blood, that could be up to debate. Right. I mean, I could... You'd think they'd be able to figure that out by now, but who knows? I know nothing about that. So I don't really know if people know how to differentiate animal blood and human blood. If animals have the same types of blood as us, it would make sense. Okay, I'm going to Google that now. A mammal. I mean, it would make sense if mammals had the same types of blood that humans do, because we're all mammals. We're warm-blooded creatures. So, you know, I can absolutely see that. This is a, sh- a show where we learn, so I'm Googling. Absolutely. Do animals have different blood types? T- no, do animals have the same blood types as humans? Here we go. Thank you, Quora. Yes, the ABO blood types are unique to humans, but other animals have analogs that do the same thing. Okay, so, so it would be probably reasonably difficult. Oh, just look at this monkey, by the way. That's just a poor like Oh, that poor guy? Yeah. Monkey. It would be reasonably difficult, then, what I'm gathering from what you found, to completely, absolutely determine 100% that just random blood is animal blood or human blood. That's yeah. what I'm taking from that. I don't think it's human blood. No one's keeping that much quantity of human blood. You never know. I think it's... But that actually follows into the next one that I have on my list, but this one also has a bit of an explanation. Meat. Dude, um, this is the one that made me think of the whole thing. If you're you're yeah. going to pull up the one I know. I know you pull up the same one. Uh, in, 19, in 1876, over the course of several minutes, a field in Bath County, Kentucky, was beset by a steady rain of what appeared to be flakes of beef. Flakes of beef. Flakes of beef. That's the worst breakfast cereal ever. <laughs> Eat your beefy flakes, hon. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> Could you at least cook them? No. I want to. I want to. You I need protein. Pop tart. I want to beat pop tart. According to a report in Scientific American, two gentlemen who taste. Okay, two gentlemen yes. who tasted the puzzling sky beef. What two assholes? Just. I mean, I guess. I guess if we up. never had people that would take it, that would take a risk with food, we'd never have eggs. Yeah, exactly. Or we'd never have meat at all. Yeah. But we're not cavemen anymore. If meat falls from the sky, we can't just assume that it's the gods blessing us and that we should just eat whatever it is. I mean, yeah. I mean, back in the day, what, manna from heaven? Maybe they thought this was just manna? I guess so. Can you read that sentence again real quick? According to a report in Scientific American, two gentlemen who tasted the puzzling sky beef (laughs) could not agree on whether it was actually mutton or venison, or venison. That's a weird uh, argument. That, to that have. is a strange conversation. Yeah. Well, what does your sidewalk beef taste like? Uh, mutton. Mine tastes like venison. Let's continue to eat. <laughs> we duel at noon. <laughs> it's uh. Yeah, Should we cook it? No. God's giving us this rotten beef. <laughs> and then a month later, they're dead. 
Yeah, yeah. I want to know what happened to these two poor bastards. Well, according to this, a third man attested it was, in fact, Bear. So I got another guy. (laughs) Hey, hey, Roger. Hold up. Taste this meat that I just picked up from the road. Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, this is bear meat to oh. me. How do you know what bear meat tastes like? <laughs> One the analyst. Town, the whole town's just eating, and they're like, this is duck meat. This is, this yeah. Is, this is fish. And this is, like like your blood rain, this is where we get into the official, I don't know what the fuck it was. Right, because let's point out, 1876. Yes. And uh, one analyst concluded it was not meat at all, but a type of cyanobacteria that congealed into a fleshy jelly when exposed to rain. Others were convinced it was buzzard barf. For better or worse, the mysterious Kentucky meat shower of 1876 remains a mystery. Most most people say no to me when I ask them if they want to take a meat shower. Yeah, they're not a a fan of it. I mean, that would... How desperate must have these... I, I guarantee you they thought it was from God. That's why they ate it. I guarantee you, 1876, they were like, oh, the Lord has blessed our harvest. Right, right, (laughs) right. It's just one day of a couple of flakes of meat raining down. Yeah, and it's... It lasted for a couple of minutes, and it covered a big area of of their town. And obviously, this is not a plane plane of some kind. Not not the kind that, you know, what was it? Uh, The Wright brothers didn't even... It was the early 1900s, wasn't it? Yeah, it was around, like, yeah, the Wright Brothers, I mean, it's definitely, this is 20 years before the Wright Brothers did anything. Could be completely wrong about that, but. Wright Brothers' first flight. I want to say it was 1901? 1903. Oh, three. Okay. Yeah, so we were nowhere near. Nowhere near. So, I think the most logical, because the other thing I like about these episodes is we can hypothesize. Yeah. To me, of everything I read, the logical explanation is that, that gelatin shit, the the bacteria that sort of forms into jelly. I was going to say the the buzzard barfing, but let's talk buzzard about Buzzard barf. Well, how much would a buzzard have to barf for it to rain? It'd be I like that, that scene in Team twister. America. <laughs> I love that tongue twister. You know what I mean? That'd be a ton of barf. But uh, birds, I mean, these buzzards are not solo animals. They I mean, they fall, you know, they all eat from the same animal. And, they, and like, hey, I think buzzards are reasonably solitary creatures, though. They don't They don't fly in big flocks like other birds do. That would be, then it would be a lot of barf. You're yeah. right. It'd be a lot of barf for one bird. One bird's barf. It's also the name of my college alternative rock band. <laughs> one bird's barf. Like other large to medium-sized birds of prey, the common buzzard is genuinely solitary. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, because, I mean, I've seen flocks of birds do things that, that you know, there was, uh, where I used to work, there were a bunch of bushes in the back that had berries in them. And uh, a bunch of birds ate from those bushes, and then when I left work at the end of the day, they had flown over the building to perch in this tree Mm -hmm. in the parking lot. Thank God my car was not parked under that tree, because I literally walked outside. It was an absolutely clear day, barely any clouds. But I remember standing there in front of my office building for a minute going, "It's I hear like it's raining. What the fuck? There aren't any clouds. And then I realized, Mm -hmm. because I saw this car parked under that tree, was just decimated by bird shit. And <laughs> it, it literally sounded like rain. So I think enough birds could absolutely do something like that. Yeah, and just to go back to the buzzard thing, I kept reading and it says, however, it's not uncommon to see small groups of uh, common buzzards okay. flying together and migrating in, mi- in migration as up to 30. 
Oh, 30, 30 buzzards barfing at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the timing would have to be pretty immaculate, but it could happen. But animals work in, in like, if one's doing it, the other going to do it. Absolutely. You know, especially when they fly. I mean, you know, they all, like, there's nothing be- more beautiful than a swarm of birds flying because they are following each other. It's very cool, but I don't think buzzards fly that way. No, they don't fly like that way, but that mentality is there. And I think right. it applies to, you know, I mean, if all those birds are crapping at the same time all these birds are barfing so at the you same think time? it could be a bunch of buzzards i think it could be uh what do they call it again i think it's a bunch of beef barfing S- buzzards cyanobacteria that congealed into a fleshy jelly when exposed to rain agree to disagree hey, man i mean uh, that doesn't sound like illogical or, or no or, not or at all i think I, honestly i think either of those answers would be satisfactory i but think the I problem also believe with, back in 1876 the common red-blooded American knows what venison or mutton tastes like. Right. They know it's beef right. of some sort. They're not going to mistake weird gelatin shit to be... I mean, who beef. knows? Who knows? Uh, I could imagine... And, you know, the three different guys said it was three different meats, too. That's true. They couldn't They couldn't get like settle on one meat. Right. Yeah. So, I, I think it absolutely could be either one of the things we just proposed. You know what? I, I am hoping that if it is buzzards... That they just destroyed uh, a, whatever a mutton is, yeah. <laughs> whatever a venison is, and a bear. Venison's deer, deer isn't it? So deer, yeah, young bears, deer. and like uh, I don't know goats what mutton is. Yeah. Lambs or something. I don't know what mutton is. Just, just swarped, swarped down. Swarped, I made up a yep, word. Yep. Swoop slash swarm. They swarped down onto like these poor animals. Put it in Webster's, man. It yeah. makes sense to me. Hey guys, this is Evan. Hey, Jason Underwood. And if you're enjoying listening to the Lucky 10,000, then come on over to a podcast where nobody's ever getting lucky, ever. Here on the Lucky 10,000, you're here to learn, but with the bearded ones, we're here to make you laugh. And and maybe you'll learn something while you're laughing. Yeah, learn something like about Batman. <laughs> I mean, for we were on a stint of Matlock for a while. I, it was funny to me. Not the, hey, I mean, I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, that's not how you sell it. Come anything. on over, listen to the Bearded One podcast, I guess. I yeah. mean, I, I like it. I'd be a shit salesman. <laughs> um, Come buy this car. I mean, I drove it once. You, yeah, probably, you probably wouldn't like yeah, it. You don't want to, <laughs> you yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, 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 you know what? Yeah. Fuck this. Don't listen to Bearded One. <laughs> Come on, check us out. Bearded One's comedy podcast on the Bearded Pods Network. I knew that. I didn't know that. Well, that's why we're here, listening to the Lucky 10,000. You learn something new with every episode. And while you're here at the Bearded Pods Network, you might want to come and give us some pod love. We're Teddy and the Bassman. We cover all sorts of subjects, speak with tons of interesting guests, and entertain you with a melange of vintage commercials and jingles, and a whole plethora of eclectic music. You might even learn something from us as well. It'll probably be about bondage, but... Teddy and the Baseman! Well, um, yeah, there's plenty of, like, all, I think we're done talking about animals, unless you had something else. I've got a couple of more animal-related stuff, but uh, not much. I want to talk about star jelly. Yeah, star jelly. I've yeah. heard of this one. And can we just talk about how unfortunate this image looks? Yeah, that's pretty gross. We'll we'll have we'll, I'll download that picture. We'll put a we'll put it in uh, the episode description. Yeah, that's... it does not look. Fu- you know, you hear star jelly and you think of something in a Mario video game. Yeah, that makes you powerful, but has a little smiley face on it or right, something right. like and that. Right, right. It's like glowing and like yeah. lights are shooting. This is that. Uh, I don't. This is not good at all. I don't know. If it, although someone from Kentucky might go ahead and like, I'm gonna taste. It. Yeah, apparently people <laughs> in Kentucky like if it fell from the sky, I'm eating it. Not to offend people from Kentucky, I'm sure you're nice people, but um. Yeah, the motto in Kentucky, if it fell from the sky, my, oh my, it's delicious. Yeah, yeah. They, I, I seriously think it probably has something to do with 
that being a really religious area. It has to. It's, yeah, that makes sense. Because so, in no other circumstance would you eat just random meat that you find somewhere unless you thought it was a gift from God. Now, if God starts throwing this shit at you, somebody pissed him off. Right, that's not good. Because it looks gross. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, it's like a phlegmy. Yeah. You get a phlegmy feel out of it. Reports of a mysterious evaporating jelly that appears during astrological events date back over 700 years, wow. Evan. So this is not a new thing. No. So uh, they say it like it, it happens with um, meteor showers when they happen, like the star jelly kind of appears. So that's why they call it star jelly. I didn't yeah. read about it a ton. This is literally shit from space. Mm, that's what they that's what they think. But I think it it kind of goes closer to what you were talking about with that um, the bacteria bacteria that. Sure. That forms. But if it only happens during astral events, yeah, I mean that. I, I've said it before. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for shit falling from from space mm-hmm. into our atmosphere. Right. That's how we got a lot of our minerals. That's yeah. how we got a, like a lot of our water. People think. I would love for. Does it say anything in your article about whether anybody took a sample and 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 broke it down or anything like that? It says here someone rubbed it on their gums and uh, <laughs> no, uh, two thousand nine. Report that Scotland someone in Kentucky claimed... made ice cream out of it. <laughs> the witnesses actually actually saw weird goop fall from the sky onto the hills, but it was later tested and proven that oh, proven to be the undigested reproductive systems of local frogs and lizards consumed by birds and oh. later disgorged. Oh, so, so it was what the frogs had eaten that they hadn't finished digesting yet. Yeah, when a bird ate the frog. Well, that's a circle no, of no, life, no. isn't it's it? It's the undigested reproductive reproductive systems of frogs oh so the birds couldn't digest the okay the they ovaries and things the like that or whatever Ooh, yeah boy definitely don't eat this no <laughs> <laughs> i mean look people eat caviar right 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 it could be delicious who knows it does not look appetizing in the least yeah um, although i just saw you know i saw that kimchi the other night and that shit looked gross no fuck no, no. I, I, but I, I, other people there did and they thought it was good I did not think it was good. I thought it I looked it it like was, it was not as bad as I thought it would be, but it was. I thought it looked like the Atonton's intestines. I'll be honest; it just looks so gross. Oh, and then I, don't put that image <laughs> in my head, man! And then I took a whiff of it and just went, "No, I can't do this. I can't." Yeah, I don't like sour stuff anyway. We'll talk about getting this off more subject. On bearded ones. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about this yeah. Next this episode. is leaving you in suspense. No. Head on over to the bearded ones to yeah, see what the episode, second half of the kimchi conversation two, is. Episode two eighty five. We'll get into the kimchi. <laughs> um, um, so there's another one in Frisco, Texas. Um, this this stuff too. Same stuff. They yeah they call it star jelly, but this lady in Frisco, Texas, 1979, it was a lawn full of this stuff, coincidentally appearing during the night of a meteor shower. Yeah, that's that's what's still throwing me. Yeah, it only happens when astral events are taking place. It was uh, materials origin revealed that it likely came from a plant outside of Frisco that used a chemical process to purify lead in batteries. Which, oh. So it's it's something, and I've heard, I've heard of this before. Like this happened in South Carolina too. There was a uh, a creamer, a coffee creamer yeah. company that. Uh, there was something going on with them, and they would puff out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrong, they just blow coffee creamer. Yeah, all over the town. Which you know, if I got to choose between this shit and free coffee creamer, yeah, I mean, come on. Right, right. So there are instances when it's not from the sky, but it's mm-hmm. from it's from yeah, it's from like a plant. Just you know, there's it. a chicken plant right up the road from here. Ooh, who knows? Have you benefited? Could from be that? getting some free. Not yet. Not but yet. Next time it rains, you would go outside. And go check. out there and see what's going on. <laughs> 
Well, I have another animal one, and this one, uh, depending on how you feel about this insect, I don't really have any animal phobias, but this is uh, spiders. Millions Ooh, okay. of tiny spiders fell from the sky in Australia in 2015, and it wasn't the first time. The phenomenon known as spider rain or angel hair, because of the silky hair-like threads the spiders leave behind, occurs when a huge group of spiders engage in a behavior called ballooning at the same time. When ballooning, spiders climb some high area and stick their butts up in the air and release silk. Then they just take off. Rick Federer, a retired arc- arachnologist at the University of California Riverside told Live Science at the time. This is going on all around us all the time. We just don't notice it. So I have no necessarily issues with spiders. However, if I left my house in the morning and the sky was blanketed with them, I'd probably be a little skeeved out. Right, it'd be creepy. Yeah. But that's pretty clear, like, how Yeah, obviously, yeah. It's just like the end of Charlotte's Web. Mm -hmm. All her babies leave the sack at once, and for a second... This guy is just sort of littered with these tiny little spiders. Yeah. But millions of them? The world is a scary place, yeah. The world is a vampire. Set the drain. Oh, you're creeping me out, man. Yeah. What, what else you got? <clears throat> well, I um I haven't read this whole article, but there's uh, there's a whole bunch of cool things on this in this one. And, and and it's uh yeah the meat one we did that yep I've got more nineteen I mean sorry eighteen ninety one uh-huh. another tale of strangeness from the skies concerning the Valley Band District of Randolph County West Virginia it seems that over the course of that winter they uh you know, huddle on in everybody <laughs> <laughs> course of the winter they were. Several occasions. This, would this be like the crappiest ghost story, or would this, oh, would no. this work? Uh, well, well, we'll see where the story goes. Right, I'll, I'll reserve like judgment. Story. Okay, okay. So picture you, you know, around a campfire, yep. a Boy Scout thing. Okay, and I'm telling a story. It seems that over the course of that winter, there were several occasions when the ground was thickly covered with worms. Since the snow had been two feet deep at the times when the worms were discovered and there was a hard crust on the top, they seemingly fell from the sky along with the fresh snow. They were said to be a species of ordinary cutworms and were abundant enough that a square foot snow can scarcely be found of some days without a dozen of these worms on it. Well, I'm glad they weren't uncut worms because then they wouldn't get nearly as much work in porn. No, no, no. Yeah, they don't need those. Um, yeah, a lot of these stories, I mean, they they aren't that, I mean, they're okay, yeah, worms. Like, they're not creepy anymore, you but know. It's, it's, to me, like, the thing I like about stuff like this is you put yourself in the shoes of someone who is just having a normal day, and all of a sudden the sky is raining worms. Yeah, because we're not in the middle of it. We're thinking, oh, well, there's a scientific explanation. It wouldn't be that weird. I'd be freaking out mm-hmm. if, I was just, if it was just raining worms. Just bu- go, 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 go. Oh, what's that Stephen King story? That Stephen King is a short story where like uh, big frogs rain down from yeah. the sky and they break into your house and they kill you. It's it's amazing. I don't great, know that one. It's a real short story. Uh, uh, I forget the one, but it's like this couple. This couple goes to a small town. They rent a house and then they they the the townspeople kind of warn them. You know, oh, you know what day it is, and they're like they're real vague about it. You know, and they're like what? And they're like oh, you know, it's you frog know. day, frog day, yeah, or something. Without the name of the story? Frog Day. (laughs) Stephen King. (laughs) Everybody get your frog cake. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just these huge, bulbous eyes. Like, they just bite down on you. They bite, they eat I mean, the thing is, some frogs are genuinely terrifying. The problem is, frogs are also really cute. Right. You look at that 
frog in the Amazon that people get the the poison for their darts from. It's adorable. I, I'd touch that thing. Of yeah. course you would. We right. all would. It's like Mitch uh, Hedberg said. You know, he hopes that frog comes over and sits next to him so he can pet him. Yeah, exactly. But this one would kill you. Right, right. I mean, I guess maybe, where does this conversation go now? I mean, is is this stuff still happening? I mean, I guess in 04 stuff's kind of happening. I like, think I think the stuff still, I think it all depends on, on the weather. I mean, the other uh, couple of articles I have are uh, all happened reasonably recently. Like, listen to this one, okay? Russian gold. It rained gold in Siberia for a few glorious minutes in March 2018 when an old transport plane carrying an estimated $378 million in gold, platinum, and diamonds Dude. accidentally spilled its cargo while taking off from Yakutsk Airport. According to airport officials, the plane's cargo hatch rip open, ripped open during takeoff, causing nearly 200 solid gold bricks to tumble onto the runway and nearby snow. Sadly for treasure hunters, police say they have recovered all of the spilled booty. And, you know, that's March... I think it happens more now, though, because if you count things falling out of planes, oh yeah, it would happen more now. But then it's there true. are things like this other one, golf balls. According to a local news report, dozens and dozens and dozens of golf balls littered the streets of Punta Gorda, Florida, following a heavy downpour in 1969. The balls baffled the waterfront community. No golf courses or driving ranges in the area reported any balls missing. The likeliest explanation? Still unsolved. Hey. This is just the likeliest explanation. Perhaps a water spout passed over the pond at a nearby golf course, sucking the decades of poorly aimed balls into the Florida sky. So I think this shit still... Well, look at this. Boiled bats in January 2018. Hundreds of heat-stricken bats fell from the trees of Campbelltown, Australia, after a heat wave launched local temperatures up to 111.5 degrees Fahrenheit. So yeah, it absolutely still happens, and almost every single time, there is a logical scientific explanation. But the thing that I think captures the imagination is the things that can't just easily be explained away. Mm -hmm. The blood rain, the meat rain, the, the even the golf balls, nobody really knows. What yeah, bothers the things, me... The things where it something else has to occur to make them in that put them in that state like blood just doesn't exist right something has to take the blood out of the right some you know these meat chunks aren't just here You're like right it, there's another step out there besides it was put on a plane and it dropped and it, without people hearing about these things and looking into these things we'd still be amazed and terrified of stars in the sky every night so yeah there has to be a logical progression of this is cool because we don't know what it is let's find out what it is the only thing that bothers me is when people go to the utmost. Every time I've done one of these Unsolved Mysteries, it was so funny, you know, when Emily and I did the Amelia Earhart episode, which if yeah. you're listening to this episode, you probably already heard it, but one of my favorite moments in that was when we started going over the theories, and we started with the most ridiculous to the most plausible, because there will always be someone with every Unsolved Mystery, this is what I'm learning, that immediately goes to the weirdest, most impossible thing. Yeah. And there are people that believe that aliens took Amelia Earhart. <laughs> I do not. But I was listening to a guy today about things falling from skies, and he thinks it has something to do with the Bermuda Triangle. Now, I've already said I don't want to do an episode of the Bermuda Triangle because I think it's pretty much been explained. Yeah. You know, if you look at the traffic patterns in the Bermuda Triangle, no more percentages of planes and, 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 and ships disappear there than anywhere else in the world. It just happens to be a really heavily trafficked area. So it becomes a big mystery because we're scared of the unknown and the ocean is just a big unknown still. 
Still, oh my god, yeah. It's terrifying to think of what might be down there. But that's why, to me, the Bermuda Triangle isn't an interesting mystery anymore. And if, just without any evidence whatsoever, you're willing to go, ah, fuck what all these empirical researchers have to say, it's the Bermuda Triangle! And it's also like a... it's them not wanting to try and put, like, right. even consider any logical explanation. Because they want the explanation to be even more mysterious than the thing itself. Mm-hmm. They want to be able to go, oh, there's this bigger unknown thing out there. I And, and the thing is, with any mystery, the mystery's great until it's solved. Once it's solved, there's no fun anymore. It's yeah. like playing a, a story-based video game. You love it, and it needs to have a definite ending. But once you get to that ending, you're always kind of like, oh... I want over. to play that game. So I think it's the same thing with Unsolved Mysteries. People put so much into the creative process of investigating, they don't want that investigation to end. How many Ripperologists are going to be disappointed if one day we figure out who Jack the Ripper really was? They all will. Because part of their life is the mystery. Yeah. And so I think some people, in order to keep that that high going... Mm-hmm associate it with an even bigger mystery. Because if Amelia Earhart was kidnapped by aliens, why? How? Where did she go? What did they want from her? This this thing can continue. Yeah. yeah it's the next mystery. Absolutely. You know? yeah. But then for me, I would love just to know what happened. You know? And yeah, I'd yeah, be bummed. Got, but there got, are had a couple of beers and got in a plane. Right? <laughs> but there are plenty of other mysteries out there. And once you solve one, there's always something else to go to. But it's yeah. just that People love the supernatural as a concept. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to sit there and say there are no ghosts or aliens or any of that stuff. I'm just trying to be as empirical and skeptical as possible so that, you know, because if we weren't that, then we'd still think Thor creates lightning in the sky. Right, right. We got to we gotta accept the science that we've learned. Absolutely. And we got to use that stuff. I think it's still, I think it's just crazy that this is still happening. Absolutely. And, of course, if it's a water spout, we can't prevent that. And what's the harm in it? I mean, I guess if it's huge chunks of, like, blue ice coming from an airplane, that's going to ruin people. Or if it's decimating animal populations, that would suck. I mean, I think, I mean, with with climate change and, like, just the general overall temperature of different locations just steadily rising like it's going to be more heat stroke bats that's what i was going to say that scares me more than anything because it shows the environment is becoming hostile to living things right that's more terrifying than oh we think this meat's falling from the sky i mean this is like no this species of warm-blooded animal can't survive in this heat yeah that should be a warning i mean the human species is 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 that our biggest uh uh, thing is adapting and we can adapt we can live anywhere yeah but we also need animals to live with us absolutely to eat and to uh you know (laughs) and to farm and to just be companions right no, I one gives, no one gives a shit a bunch of uh, iguanas fall out of the sky. No, but no if one cares. everyone's dog starts just, like, dying... Then that, then it's a problem. Yeah. So, um... Well, I'm just... Wanna, let's just have... Uh, open it up to anything at all. Let's go back through some of these ones. What is the most ridiculous explanation for, like, the meat one? I mean, for me, if the most reasonable one is that bacteria. The most ridiculous one is flying cows exploded. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, what's the reason for the blood rain? Other than maybe a Slayer concert in that area at that time. That's a good point. Well, no, what concert is going to use real blood? I'm all like, you're no Slayer right. would, because yeah. they're metal. Oh, yeah. Or Guar definitely would do Oh, Guar would blood. definitely do it. Yeah. What if that 
did the, the town nobody thought to st- there was a guar concert just outside of town where they did have a blood hose yesterday but man yeah. let's stick with the let's stick with the facts yeah guar was performing in colombia <laughs> yeah they got doing a south american tour and i think the name of their tour is will hose blood all over your town <laughs> It's the it's the 1920 Guar Wolves blood all over your town tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but even then, there there are other things still. I mean, the the end of this this article talks about space stations. Uh, that didn't even occur to me. But how horrifying is that? Oh yeah, Skylab fell. From Skylab fell. Like, very... Do you remember the meteors in Russia a couple of years ago? Oh, those were amazing. Like, it's amazing. Oh, the footage that people found was astonishing. But also absolutely terrifying because that yeah. wasn't that big of a meteor and people's windows still shook in offices for miles away yeah you know yeah. i don't even think anybody died which is sort of amazing yeah that is crazy i mean rush is a big place so i mean it is but still a meteor slams right in the middle of a city and no one dies i thought it exploded over the city oh it may have it may have i think i think it, it exploded over and still it had the uh, that concussion that would rattle windows. But still, what could come out of that? You know, the, both Blob movies started with a small meteor landing in the forest. What could come out of that huge meteor over Russia? Meat. Sky jelly. Or meat. Or meat. Or yeah. blood. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. iguanas. All that junk, man. All that junk. Or puppies. <laughs> yeah, or spiders. Which, you know, when I heard that puppy story, my first thought was, oh, that poor thing probably died. I don't know where it fell from, but it probably died. But it didn't. It survived. But raining puppies would be terrible. It'd just be nothing but cute death everywhere. Yeah, you just were here and you just hear, thunk, <laughs> thunk, 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 Oh, man. That would be terrible. What's the best thing that you could find falling from the sky? Like, I've heard a story. I didn't go into it, but, like, candy supposedly Candy would be great. I mean, again, I don't want to eat anything that just randomly oh, falls from this guy. That's what I wanted to bring up. Uh, oh, where is it? There was candy that fell from the sky, and this is a long time ago. And it was little cylinders, little segments of, of uh, crystalline, crystalline sugar. Okay. And this is, like, in the late... 1900s 1800s late 1800s so what was the reason for this one uh man i need to find it again but here it is okay children of lake county california must have been happy on the night of september 2nd and 11th of 1857 according to the history of napa and lake countess by uellen l palmer a shower of candy apparently fell on some portions of the county uh the report the report states it is said that... Uh, I would love the explanation. Then. These are the portions of the city that God loves. Right, right. Did you get candy? <laughs> no. No, I didn't. You're going to hell. You're done. <laughs> yeah, again, that's amazing. First day of school. Yeah. First Monday, like, I got candy. From where? No, the sky. The sky. Yeah. <laughs> what oh, did you get? My parents divorced. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, the report states... It is said that both on both of these nights, there fell a shower of candy or sugar. The crystals were from one-eighth to one-fourth of an inch in length and the size of a goose quill. Uh-huh. Again, this is 18th yeah. century. Uh, syrup was made of it by the women of the town. <laughs> so women were like, let's scoop this up. Now their husbands were probably like, yeah, that's God telling you to get to work. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you get on out there and clean this shit up. Use it somehow. Oh, man. 
people sucked back in the day. They but, really uh, did. Yeah, but I love the fact like did they did they have an explanation? No, it, it goes on to like a shower of flesh and blood and some oh, other thing. But uh, crazy, I've never heard that sentence be so dismissive. <laughs> nah, it goes on to a shower of flesh and blood. You know, nothing interesting. <laughs> nothing, yeah, Let's yeah. get back to the sugar. Nothing worth talking about. <laughs> but uh, three minutes of yeah, again, these are the creepiest ones. Flesh and blood falling from the sky. No, it's never good. That's yeah. never. There's never a good reason that that's happening. Never good. Unless it's. I, I could see certain people. Expl- you know, there was that great episode of Rick and Morty where a giant body over the earth exploded. That makes sense. <laughs> right. Right. But, uh, you know, especially if it was someone I don't like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then I'll just run out there and bathe in it. Yeah. But, yeah. but just uh, normally. But going back, like, what is it with people back in the day? I mean, I guess everybody was hungry. You know, yeah. but like. Hey, something from the sky that kind of looks like food? We got to use it. Eat it. So I mean, I, I, t- I totally believe that, that they believe it was God giving them something. That's probably where the phrase manna from heaven came from. Because everything in the Bible is usually something that is just in the natural world they couldn't explain at the time. Right. So if food or something that can be eaten falls from the sky because of some sort of rare meteorological occurrence, of course people are going to think it's God giving them food until they all die from bacteria. <laughs> yeah, the, this, they don't continue these stories long enough. Maybe no. it's going to be in one of these books that the lady wrote, but I want to hear the aftermath. Of, oh, me too. You know, what happens to this town a week later yeah. after people have been eating these the pieces of meat? Or, or there's dead worms all over this town. Like, what? How does that affect the town? You know, it like, can't affect. It can't be good. It can't be good. Like the whole town smells like shit now. For yeah, a pretty bit much. Just rotten food and rotten fish everywhere. But since it's manna from heaven, you got to keep eating. And you what's for dinner tonight, <laughs> mom? All right, go outside with your shovel. <laughs> shovel up some fish. <laughs> shovel up some meat. Yeah. Oh man. Um. So yeah, like they might think it's great at first, but then it just. It's going to ruin their town. Ta- like, now word gets out, like, don't go to that town. It, yeah. It stinks. They got, it's, it's a stinky town. It rains meat over there. Yeah, like... Stay it, here, where it just rains sugar and worms. That's <laughs> where gummy worms came from. Yeah. Some guy had, like, the most... You've got yeah. sugar in my worm. You've yeah. got worm in my sugar. Was that what you were about to say? Yeah, we were... We're on the same, We're on the same page. Yeah, yeah. Well, this, speaking of the same page, this is a page in the book of the Lucky 10,000. Yeah. It's been a fascinating conversation. Yeah, buddy. Thank you for indulging me. Of course. And I'll, I loved, I saw this article. I was like, we got to talk about we this. We got to talk about it. And I'm yeah. glad you did because I think we probably got more out of this than we ever would have gotten out of Bigfoot because right. everything we would have found on Bigfoot would have been some guy with one twitchy eye <laughs> on YouTube <laughs> going, this is my Bigfoot documentary. I tell you, this is hair. This is tough of a Bigfoot. <laughs> this is the truth. So I'm glad we did this because this is at least to a certain extent empirically researched and fascinating. I don't think too many people are doing episodes about things falling from the sky. Yeah. So this is exactly what I wanted to get out of this season stuff i would have never thought of on my own Definitely. so jason if someone wants to get in touch with you how would they do that well i'm most active on uh twitter at the bearded bearded ones podcast on twitter <laughs> yes yes if you just google or search bearded ones podcast you'll find us yeah and uh if someone would people be able to reach you individually if they like to well my home phone number. <laughs> Well, not to mention we're both in an improv group called Laughing Stock, and we perform every second Saturday at Coffee Underground. Because I don't know when this episode is going to come out, I don't want to give anyone a date, because we'll probably be well past that date by the time you hear this. Right, right. But uh, normally, uh, yeah, every month, 
second every second Saturday of the month that you can do a laughing stock show or I perform every Friday at nine with Alchemy Comedy That's great. Theater. And we're both, you know, active in the theater community around here too. So uh, uh, look that up. Any theaters you're curious about in the Greenville area, they're all great. Either way, uh, Jason, I really appreciate it. This was fun. And yeah, it was buddy. nice to have a different, to try and have a different <laughs> vibe with the show. Totally. And uh, I hope you got lucky tonight. Thank you for being a part of the Lucky 10,000 with your host, Evan. Email us at lucky10,000 at gmail.com. Find Lucky 10,000 on Twitter at lucky underscore 10k. And visit our podcast network site at beardedpodsnetwork.com.